welcome to episode 65 of new indian woman podcast airing first in early may 2022 and i'm your host krishna in the previous episode we were talking with someone who is a scientist from a joint family in california our focus was to examine her reflection and learnings from the challenges she faced and what techniques worked for her we had ended the episode at the point where she was explaining about how she decided to jot down how she spent her time every day across workplace and home what did she find out what did that trigger let us listen to know more the first time i had to make an excel spreadsheet of my work day like work day i mean in the sense whether it's my professional work day or my homework day hmm. i didn't even know where to start i was so overwhelmed you were you talking so, about planning the day or recording what happened that day recording what happened that day okay great ha huh. there's always a plan right and yeah. the plan doesn't change much from day to day hmm. it's kind of more or less fixed with hmm. we have to drop off at a certain time the work starts mm. at a certain time you know i shut down my computer at a certain time i have to cook at certain time so all of those mm. are more or less fixed but then i was not getting any time to myself to kind of um, rejuvenate recharge my batteries so that i am not i don't feel like okay i've worked all day and i i have i'm expected to cook in the evening whereas my husband can just sit around mm. is this really fair would this even happen to they like it if it this happened to their daughter these are the kind of things that runs in the mind and makes it very very frustrating hmm. so then i said okay let me start with the list and see what happens so the next week i mustered some courage and i started making the list hmm. and i realized that i'm just jumping from one chore to another chore like i'm attending a meeting and i'm going to you know folding the laundry that's hmm. the next thing i do or i i come back and s- send some emails and i'm going and loading the dishwasher hmm. or cleaning the stove and then picking up the kid or something like this hmm. it's constant right and you feel like oh my god then i realized okay i have to start taking breaks hmm. which meant that you know what i finished my lunch I don't want to load the dishwasher right now because I just want to very quietly sit down for 5 minutes hmm. maybe have a cup of coffee and get back to work and that's what I'm going to do. Hmm. I had to tell myself this. This was super hard on me. <laughs> Allowing myself, giving myself the permission to take the breaks and not worrying in the back of my mind, oh my god, what am I in loss going to think because the sink is full of dishes. Hmm. Oh, I have not cleaned the stove. what are they going to think oh my kids toys are lying on the ground there is an underlying thing that as a daughter in law i am expected to do all these things and my rest i deserve a rest or i can take a break only after all these things are done that is there yep. the, yeah and then that never happens right true because you it only happens when you hit the bed correct and and that's that's not good enough so then i started consciously telling myself and giving myself the permission to say i'm going to take a break so like my especially my father in law would get very annoyed and it would really irritate him if he saw my kids toys lying around in the living room or in the family room because mm. my son has a dedicated play area but then the kids mm. are the, the the toys are everywhere right i mean mm. it's that's what children do 
Yeah. And then I had to tell myself, it's okay for him to vocalize his irritation. Hmm. It's not at me. He's just irritated about the situation. And that's okay. He can be irritated and he can resolve it on his own. Kind of, you know, letting them own their own problems and feelings helped me. Right. It's not simple. It's not simple at all. I had to remind mm. myself a million times in a day. Only then I would get a break. Otherwise, mm. there's no break. Otherwise, I'm constantly doing something because I'm so worried that somebody's going to comment about it. This particular thing that you share is so powerful. Most often, when we have issues with people, we think they have to change. And I like the fact that you understood the scenario, etc. But you decided what you can do yourself and leave them to handle their problems. Yeah, otherwise it's never ending, right? Correct. Because they're not going to change. You end up changing yourself so much. At some mm. point you'll say, if I bend anymore, I'm just going to break, True. right? You don't want to reach that situation either. Mm. So I basically did this kind of a spreadsheet for about a month mm. every day, very religiously. Mm. And after that, it kind of became, uh, now I don't do it anymore. Because how many spreadsheets can you maintain in your life, right? <laughs> so, But I have made, it has become a habit. However, one thing I have done is, I've written down these one-line sentences on my phone, of course. But mm. I that for me is very useful. So I read read through that every day. Like, for example, you know, I've written a sentence saying that, Everybody has big feelings and they can resolve it on their own. Yeah. Some simple things like this that reminds me that, okay, I need to be on this track and not just derail. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when sometimes somebody says something out of frustration, it's just out of their own frustration. It's not that they're blaming me. Yeah. If they don't use my name and if they're not asking me to do something and not getting annoyed at me, looking at my face and they're just saying, oh my God, the house is a mess. Hmm. I was I was personally feeling that I was responsible for it. Yeah. And at that moment, when you feel negative down, uh, these one lines will not come in your mind. <laughs> There'll be different kinds of lines coming in your mind. So these uh, written down lines of one's own distilled wisdom as reference points are very valuable. They are. And you are right. When you are in a situation like that, you are either thinking of de-escalating by apologizing and cleaning up or escalating by just having a complete meltdown, right? Hmm. These are the only that the flight or fight response, the complete primitive instinct kicks in hmm. to do that. But what I try to do is when it gets really, 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 really annoying, hmm. I step out of that situation hmm. because I don't want to do either of those. Hmm. And the other thing I started practicing hmm. was self-care. What I mean by self-care is I started kind of acknowledging the feelings I'm feeling. Some comment, a negative comment like the house is a mess. Even though I put in so much effort to keep it clean, if it's hmm. not clean and somebody makes a comment like this, then usually my brain would be like, how come they don't see me doing cleaning the stove or <laughs> doing this or that? Why, in spite of me working and looking after the kid, I'm still trying to manage this. Have they even gone and seen the neighbor's house? How dirty mm. that is? You know, these were the things that would run in my head. <laughs> but now what I do 
is when a situation like that comes up, when somebody's annoyed and they say something, and I get angry or I get irritated, I do acknowledge it and I tell myself that I am angry right now. Hmm. And it's okay to be angry. Hmm. I'm not going to act on the anger. Hmm. I'm actually acknowledging the anger. Hmm. And then I tell myself, what can I do to calm myself down? Because hmm. I'm the one who's hurt here, right? Like if right. my friend was hurt, something was upsetting my friend, what would I do? Would I tell her, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go, go punch that other person or go punch the wall because you're angry. But it's only going to hurt her even more, right? Yeah. But I would try to kind of calm her down. And that's what I try to tell myself. But what am I going to do to calm myself down? Because once I calm myself down, I save energy and I can actually use it for many positive things that are in my life right now. Mm-hmm. That is, it, it takes practice. I'm not saying I'm there yet. What have you identified as things that calm you down? Can you ju- just share one or two examples? Yeah. So what I do is if it gets, I get really angry, I actually go and vent it out to somebody. Hmm. And I do uh, tell that person, whether it's my dad or my friend or something, I just say, I'm only venting. Hmm. I'm not looking for a solution. I'm just angry at this point in time. <laughs> and this will pass. Yeah. I just want you to know I will be okay. This is how I start off. Hmm. And this is what I tell myself to, I will be okay. This will pass. Right. But I need to metabolize this, right? Hmm. I need to digest this. I need to let go of this. If I can't have, find anybody to talk to, hmm. I listen to music or I listen to some kind of a comedy thing which makes me laugh hmm. or, you know, something like that, something okay. to distract me, which kind of... Because it's only momentary, right, that right. you are angry or upset. Once you're out of that, once you cross that bridge, you're fine. Hmm. It's crossing the bridge. That, that is the most dangerous part. <laughs> and that is where I, I actually really focus on myself much more. Hmm. And I intensely focus on myself and I say, I am really, really angry and mad right now. Hmm. And I need to do everything in my capability to calm myself down. And right. I'm not even worried about the situation. I'm not even worried about resolving anything right now. That's not a priority. Hmm. Calming myself down is the priority. Then the solution will come up. No problem. Correct. Good, good. Good that you shared some of these very practical things. And yes, I understand having somebody to vent and very clearly conveying the expectations. I don't expect you to do anything. Just hear me out. I need a sounding board, right? That's very yeah. helpful. Tell me some of the techniques that didn't work for you and you may have tried but you have decided uh, you have learned to accept and comes to terms with the situation where you know that oh okay i'm not going to try anymore let me just accept it and go ahead so one of the things is i i wanted to decorate we've just moved into a new house Hmm. i had a certain idea in mind as to how i wanted to decorate it Hmm. but then my in-laws had their own particular view. Hmm. And uh, it's not a style that I really like. And it's hmm. not a style that's compatible with me. Hmm. So I said, this is not a battle I want to pick and fight. Hmm. Because there are like 40 walls in the house, right? Am hmm. I going to pick a fight with every single wall of what painting or photograph is going to get hung up on the wall? Is it worth my time? No. Hmm. And I just let go. I said, it's fine. Let Mm. them do it their way. 
and I will just live with it because the way I started expressing my creativity hmm. because I couldn't, you know, decorate, do an interior design of the house in a creative way that I envisioned hmm. that didn't happen is I, I joined art classes hmm. where I can express my creativity. I am free to express it. Hmm. So I found my own avenue hmm. of channelizing my feelings, desires, vision. Hmm. It might not be in this context, but in a different context. So in that way, I did give way. Hmm. You know, I had to give way. And another one is my in-laws, they're definitely particular about the kind of food we eat at home. Like hmm. they don't like anything which is Chinese or East Asian or Thai or Mexican, they're okay. But, you know, certain foreign kind of non-Indian foods, they don't like it very much. Mm. So I really can't bring those kind of spices and try to cook it at home. Mm. They won't like the smell of it. Mm-hmm. And it used to greatly offend me before when they would mm. say, oh my God, this is smelly, the kitchen smells because you're making this or that. So what I do now is, you know what, I, I again, I don't want to pick this battle. At the same time, I'm not going to give up on eating non-Indian food because I really, mm. really like it. Hmm. So I just go out to restaurants. Hmm. If nobody wants to come with me, that's okay. I go by myself and eat. So, but I, I am fulfilling my desire, right? And that's what is more important here. And letting go of so many other things. Isn't that also happening as part of this process? Because finally you are going to be in that house. And the the example that you said where something you don't like, it is going to remind you. But do you then get the feeling that, no, I have I have like... I have given up, I have been taken for granted, that kind of feeling, or you feel, oh, I have this avenue, which is my art class, hence it is okay. So does it d- disturb or affect you on a day-to-day basis when you look at the a certain wall decor or whatever design in the house and you feel as if, oh my God, I have to go through this? I mean, I that's a good point. When I took professional help, I did bring this up. I mm. said, it annoys me to look at that photograph of the wall. Hmm. Uh, but then I was told you shouldn't look at it that way and that was a very good perspective that I was advised on they said it's like what perfume I use for example you may not like it Hmm. and the perfume you use I may not like it that doesn't Hmm. mean one is better than the other they're just Hmm. different perfumes correct so just look at it that way Hmm. it just makes life more easier this is this is not about am I going to win the battle or am I going to win the thing am I going to have an upper hand over my mother-in-law I think my goal in life is to have a good life a happy life Hmm. and what am I going to do to achieve that 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 is how I changed my priority Hmm. and yeah I mean things annoy me even now but you know what I don't it doesn't I don't care anymore it's it's like I'm like it's okay it's okay it can annoy me but it's fine trying to win every battle is not going to give happiness and peace at home Right. So being being very clear about what is it that we want eventually, if we are ready to compromise in certain ways, win in certain ways and win for things that do matter. Maybe when it comes to bringing up kids and things like that, where, you know, you, you as a parent have much bigger role than maybe the grandparents have. Maybe you choose, one chooses one's battles, right? And decide where to focus upon. In, in other places, find other avenues. Yeah, you, you have to be careful about the battles you pick. Right? It's like even with your little child. You mm. actually 
prioritize which battle you want to pick you're not going to pick every battle with your kid and make it a power struggle with your child too hmm. you can't right I try not to get into those power struggle situations as much as possible. Having a toddler helps because yeah. <laughs> you are interacting with the toddler it will make you realize okay I really need to be the grown up here right yeah. Sometimes it's extremely tiring to be this adult person in the house True don't take it it's not an easy job <laughs> But true you know, but at you have to do it Yeah but it's also nice to see the toddler getting love and affection from all quarters sometimes it feels worth all the issues maybe yeah but then you know these are my battles why should he get involved no not in terms of him getting involved but what i'm saying is the overall goal that you were talking about i was referring to that in terms of yeah. peace in terms of happiness in the house the toddler getting yes. you yeah, know right. love yeah. and affection from so many people because there it will happen right the grandparents are going to be affectionate towards the child and yeah so maybe that becomes part of the bigger goal where but still one has to figure out one's own battles and find avenues like you mentioned yeah and i think what you also said is true like for me letting go of this home decor thing and all mm. had given me that extra level of confidence to draw boundaries when it comes to what my child can or cannot have from mm. their grandparents right i mean mm. i can't let his grandparents feed him chips and candies all the time right right i can i can actually step in and say okay enough now yeah and i have the complete kind of charge and control over that situation and i am you know i am the boss there hmm. this is one battle i have to win and i will win right True. so in that way it's kind of it has helped me to prioritize my battles which i know i will definitely win to the maximum number of times hmm. and most of it revolves around the child and they respect it because they do get their freedom in other ways right so human brain works in a very weird way right it might, we may not yeah. all be conscious of it but we do figure it out yeah i want to talk about as we are coming towards a close two points that you mentioned uh, one is you mentioned something saying that acknowledging that this context of this family existed and the dynamics between the members of this family existed even before you came in into that family point 1 and point 2 is acknowledging that you are the daughter in law and there is going to be a distance or the equation there's no need to expect you to be the daughter of that family so could you touch upon these two yeah i yeah you brought up some very good topics i think i i don't know if it is my indian upbringing or i'm just from that very old generation and old school where somehow we are told that as we step into a family being the daughter in law we will somehow bring bring that happiness in the family right mm. and uh, kind of you know all the family will be all harmonious and happy and everything but uh, what happened was that um, i did had to look at it very hard and long and say you know they have a history they have a way the, the in-laws with their kids they have a way they interact with each other they have a pattern uh, it's all there hmm. and me coming in walking in is not going to change anything hmm. that's not going to change Correct. that those interactions the way they talk to each other the way they greet each other the way they communicate all of that is going to be there hmm. and i don't create the, so there is some level of happiness and there is some level of unhappiness in that situation hmm. and 
I I am not the person who walks in and creates any of anything more. I'm just maybe adding on to things, mm-hmm. but I'm not the creator of these situations. Right. It's something that I had to kind of tell myself and acknowledge it. True. So that was one thing. Hmm. And the other thing is also that before in the beginning, it really really would um, upset me and to think that oh. why are they not being as large hearted and as generous in their forgiveness as mm-hmm. they are with their daughter in laws will always think they treat us like their daughters please mm-hmm. don't get me wrong right <laughs> in their mind that is what they think they're doing but in, in mm-hmm. my mind that is not what is happening mm-hmm. right? it's always that disconnect but then finally i i told myself Do I really want to be like their daughter? No, I don't want to be like their daughter. I want to be my parents' daughter. Hmm. The way my parents brought me up and the woman they wanted me to become is what hmm. I want to be. I don't want to be like somebody else's daughter. So why am I even wanting that spot? Yeah, such a beautiful point, actually. Yeah, because I want to have a good. daughter-in-law mother-in-law good daughter-in-law father-in-law relationship right that is what i want to strengthen and build upon i don't want to replace with their daughter that's not mm-hmm. the agenda here because <laughs> this is no popularity contest right and i am proud to be my parents daughter because whatever they wanted for me i've become that person and they are extremely proud of it and if i change they are the ones who are going to get disappointed right would i really want to do this to my parents so it's thinking a little away from the traditional upbringing and the values that we've been taught yeah. right True. it might sound dramatic no but at the same time it is a fact i'm sure many listeners of the podcast may take this particular line like the notes you keep this line may go to their notes <laughs> you know <laughs> i really feel so because it is it is something obvious but it's just that we don't give it much thought this whole thing of you as a daughter in law should become the daughter of that family and all that is kind of so overplayed that we sometimes forget this obvious fact uh, which you stated just now so now that we are coming to the end of the episode is there any other point that you want to share with the listeners or you want to add on to what we have discussed already what for me has been the big, biggest lesson learned which i would definitely like to share it with your listeners is please don't forget to look after yourself your feelings your ways of relaxing looking after and whatever makes you feel happy to do i think please give permission to do it don't sacrifice yourself for the family family is very very important but if we don't look after ourselves we can't look after our families that would be my passing thought yeah thank you so much thank you for sharing the reflections and what helped and the journey that you have gone through thank you so much we will connect again yeah thank you it's been a pleasure thank you very much So with that we come to the end of another episode of New Indian Woman see you again in the next episode
Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now.